You're listening to the Beyond Conception podcast with your hosts, Shalmika and Desmond Sweet. This faith-based, relationship-focused podcast aims to uplift you and your spouse as we share our infertility journey, tips, advice, and resources to strengthen your relationship along your journey of infertility with faith, hope, love, and laughter. Infertility goes beyond the conception of a child, but how do couples handle this situation? Together. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. You can also follow us on IG, Instagram at BE underscore conception to stay connected between episodes. Now let's listen to this week's episode as we discuss everything that is beyond your conception. Welcome to episode nine of season three. And Desmond, we're here one more episode before we end the season. Right. So next Sunday, April 11th, will be our last episode of season three Mm because we do 10 episodes per season. And so we thank you all for your listening and subscribing and sharing. And we just appreciate you all coming along with us on this journey of podcasting and bringing to you everything that is beyond your conception. And tonight we're talking about something I think that we all um, feel at some point along this journey. And we all start off this journey wanting to win, right? Mm -hmm. And that's to be expected because we're coming in, you know, feeling excitement and hope and belief and just knowing that we're going to become pregnant and have a family and not always concerned with the bumps in the road along this journey. And a lot of it is because one, we don't always talk about the bumps in the road, but we just go in with this, you know, big eyes and just bright and excitement. And we don't know what's to come down the road Mm -hmm. until it happens to us. And so before even the baby get here, we have a lot of different reactions. And at times part of that emotional reaction is feeling like a failure. And I know I did. Um, many instances um, because things didn't go as planned right. and what I expected and what I had hoped for it to be. Um, and when that happens, you're deflated and you feel like, gosh, what did I do wrong? Mm. How could I have done something differently? Um, why isn't this happening for me? All those familiar things that we feel. And so our lives become consumed, right? When you think about it, um, we're taking pregnancy tests, doctor's appointments, medications, injections. Oh my gosh. Ovulation kits, Mm -hmm. progesterone tablets. I mean, semen analysis, medical procedures, doctor's appointments, interpreting those appointments. I mean, what else? We're crying, we're praying, you name it. You think about it. Couples are doing it to conceive and to become possibly pregnant and have this family. And so for me, it was taking all of that and knowing that even with everything that I was doing, it wasn't working. And and in that of it not working, I was feeling like I I was a blame of that. And dealing with failure is real. And it's real in your life to experience that in anything. But for this um, monumental um, decision, life-changing decision of building your family, 
um, it really is a letdown. Hmm. And you really can self-loathe and blame yourself, um, really have that inner critic going on in your mind of what you did or did not do and telling mm-hmm. you what you won't be and what you won't have. And um, this thing, infertility, really does play with your mind. It's a mind game. And it also really makes you, and I should say for me, question you know, the purpose of your life mm-hmm. and your existence in the world and just feeling like, where is my life going? What am I going to do and be and become? And yeah, just a failure. Wow. Did you ever feel like a failure? Um, no, I didn't feel like a failure. Um, but I think that a, a man's investment is different than a woman's investment. Um, and for you, you're a person that is used to achieving like a lot of things in life that you set out to accomplish, Mm -hmm. you accomplish them. Um, And so when I hear uh, you say a failure, the first thing I think of is, it's kind of difficult to consider yourself a failure when this is something that you had no control over. Mm -hmm. To me, a failure is something that we have control over and then we can't get the mark. And either because we didn't try hard enough or Mm -hmm. we didn't study long enough or we didn't run fast enough. Like to me, those things have to do with our ability to accomplish or our ability to achieve. Mm -hmm. But for this thing of infertility, there was no control we had over it. There was not one extra doctor's appointment you could have went to that would have made it happen. There was Mm -hmm. not one extra shot you could have took that you opted out of that could have made this happen. Like this was not a decision or a practice or a part of you that did not show up. You showed up every time you did everything that was asked. And to me, a failure is when there is something that you could have did more and you opted not to do it. But that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case with me. That wasn't the case with, with you um, during this journey. And I see what you're saying there. um, Because even on the flip side of that, going back to what you were saying earlier about men, there may be some men who do feel like a failure. I know you didn't. And I asked you that knowing that you were going to say you didn't, Mm -hmm. because I just know who you are and how you operate in that regard. Um, you don't always tend to take things as personal as I do. Um, but that doesn't mean that you don't have any feelings with that. Um, and do you get disappointed at times? Absolutely. Oh, but there's times where I have failed. Yeah. But I equate it directly to a bad decision. Like there's times when I failed at, we can say anything from, from finances to, um, picking you up on time to... Yeah, back in the day, one car doing it Um, to, you know, whatever, Uh you know that there are certain major decisions that I feel like I if I had to do that all over again, Uh I would do it different. Right. Um, And I I even struggle to call those a failure because I have a mindset to want to do that different. Uh But for our infertility journey, if we had to do it all over again. With the knowledge we have now, the only thing I feel like we would have done different was selected the doctor process differently or something like that. But 
feeling like a failure. No, no you didn't. Yeah. But I know some men may feel that, especially if it is a male factor. Sure. And that is the cause of the infertility. Sure. It could be, you know, because typically, and that's why we talk about this from a couple's perspective, it's not just siloed to the woman. There is the male factor part of that. And there may be some people who are like me, who uh, male or female may take it more personal and feel that they felt because you are trying so hard. Sure. Efforts. Um, you feel at times you're spinning your wheels mm -hmm. and get along your money mm -hmm. and all of these other factors that come into play with the process of just before you even get baby, you're going through all these things that I listed before. And even with all that, with your best efforts, it doesn't work. And in some degree, you know, um, yeah, you know, in the back of your mind, it's not something that is your fault, mm -hmm. but you feel like it's my fault. This is the one thing that I am supposed to be able to do. Yeah. I was created to do yeah. and I can't do it. Yeah. So it's a failure of one, my body, yeah. and that's either male or female. And then it gets into those emotions and then those emotions of failure, um, self-doubting, loathing, um, not believing in yourself just really causes you to spiral. And again, for me, and those of you that are probably listening, probably can relate as well, that um, I'm not capable of doing this. I yeah. have failed and I have felt miserably in my case. I felt like the failure was just so above me that I was yeah. lost in this sea of failure at times, not even feeling that I could be redeemed from it, rescued. If someone was to throw me a, a like we start, like we like to use our analogies, a lifeguard, I wouldn't even be able to, um, grasp that because I was so deep in feeling like a failure. Yeah. But then to go back to what you were just saying a few minutes ago as well, is that we often say, and, and just thinking of failure, that failure is not an option. And we consider this connotation of saying that, um, I'm not going to give up by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. And we go into this thinking failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. We're going to get through this mm -hmm. by any means necessary, whatever it costs, mm -hmm. whatever um, shot we got to do, whatever mm -hmm. medication we have to take, whatever test, mm -hmm. whatever surgery, all the options, put them out there on the mm -hmm. table and let's get this done. And then you get punched in the mouth again. Punch in the mouth, <laughs> sucker punch in the mouth, really, blindsided, kicked in the gut, stomped on. Mm -hmm. As we heard somebody say one time, they've been shot at, rained on, rained on. <laughs> hit that everything. Was like we all been We've rained all been on. rained on. But it's like you have this cloud you want to talk about being rained on continually in this doubt and this thing of failure. Mm. It's like this dark cloud following you, you all the time. And mm -hmm. right, come on. Mm -hmm. And it's just pouring down on you. Mm -hmm. So but I challenge you today because I had to, I had this epiphany with myself and mind you, this is something that I go back and forth with. But now that I have identified it, especially in dealing with your emotions, the first part is identifying that emotion. Mm. And then um, after you identify it, and for me, it was feelings of a failure and what that felt like to me. And again, that was just doubting myself, um, not seeing myself able to overcome feeling like that gut punch that we just talked about and mm -hmm. blindsided and just feeling at times hopeless, helpless in that. And then, um, managing that emotion. Mm -hmm. And so part of the management of that at times when I do feel like a failure and particularly when we're talking about infertility, of course, um, is to think of failure as not an option, flipping that saying mm -hmm. and looking at it as 
me feeling like a failure is not an option. Wow. And I am not a failure. The situation has failed me, hmm. but I'm not failing it. Hmm. Okay? So it's just totally removing that type of vocabulary and that mindset yeah. from the equation. Because again, failure, feeling like a failure is not an option. And that's mm-hmm. hard. You have to, mm-hmm. that's that dance. That's that battlefield of the mind and mm-hmm. that Joyce Myers talks about. And that's that really being intentional to grab that emotion and to harness that mm-hmm. and manage that. And and it's not saying not to feel it because mm-hmm. it's real mm-hmm. and you feel it mm-hmm. and to the core of you, mm-hmm. to the fact there are times where I had been in the bed just sobbing because I feel like it was an epic fail, mm-hmm. whether it be a miscarriage, whether it be a negative test, whether it be a negative doctor's report, whether it be you know having to restart another cycle of a treatment whatever the case may be, you know, just utter failure. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like come to yourself in that managing of that emotion through the tears, through the pain and all that to know that I am not the failure. The yeah. situation is failing me. I'm not failing it. One, because I'm doing all the work. Right, right. I like could just mention, I'm working hard right. to make this happen. And I'm doing everything that is possible to overcome this, mm-hmm. this diagnosis of and, infertility. And, and when even when you say, I'm doing everything as possible, mm-hmm. like I hear a potential listener saying, well, I had a doctor's appointment that I actually skipped out on because I just mm-hmm. couldn't show up. Like mm-hmm. emotionally, I just couldn't show up. And that's real. I don't even consider that a failure. No. Because I feel like, if you emotionally couldn't show up, like mm-hmm. to me, that is a piece of your body saying, not right now. And that's good emotional intelligence. Absolutely. To know for yourself what you can manage in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I, I think mm-hmm. that's strength to say, and Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, because you couldn't show up or you decided to skip a cycle mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. that's one, if you gotta do that, do that. Mm-hmm. But again, you're not the failure. The situation isn't going as planned. That's correct. And it's not, um, you know, aligning to what you would hope it to be in that moment mm-hmm. because you are doing everything possible. And we have, as couples going through this, we have a lot of grit and we give a lot of time and money and efforts. Yeah. So as part of that work, there's a lot of things that you're doing, being persistent, diligent, um, and you have that won't stop, can't stop attitude mm-hmm. um, that we were even talking about as it's in that saying of failure is not an option. But even with that being said, it's flipping that again. And I'm just reminding, flipping that again, that it's not you that is failing. It's the situation that's failing you. And then you're not just sitting there and hoping and wishing that the stork be bring a baby from the sky, you know, right, that, right, you know, right. you have this immaculate conception right. that happens. And we do believe in miracles, right. but it takes work. Cause we right. know either where you having sex with your husband or, right. or in your wife and, or you're going to have um, some treatment of some sort. And even with that, you still need to be having sex. It takes effort. It takes right. work. Right. And with every time, like we've always said, showing up, and believing that this could be the time, but you're doing everything that you can. You're not just sitting around and wishing and hoping that you're actively engaging in the process. Mm-hmm. And so me thinking about those um, things in particular helps me to combat 
those feelings of failure. And then mm-hmm. I come to myself mm-hmm. like, you know, David, after he cried and prayed, and all mm-hmm. that, like I come to myself and remind myself who I am and mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And that's why I can say again that I am not a failure. Mm-hmm. The situation is failing me. It's not going as I hoped, mm-hmm. but now I can get through it. So this process isn't easy and we like to hope and all that and not blame ourselves. But again, it's that delicate dance there. And like I mentioned prior, infertility plays these emotional games on you. And we take it really personal because this is a personal situation. Very much so. We're trying to build a family. And I mean, that's really intimate. You know, the two lives merging and um, forming this person that has half of you, half of me. And if you're able to do that, we know that some people, even going into this journey, they may need donor sperm or donor eggs, but still, this is somebody you're bringing into your life to Mm. rear, to put in values and beliefs and to have, you know, your family um, legacy and all these type of things. And you're building that. That's really intimate. That's really personal. And when you're looking at that, like, well, will this happen? I don't know. And then those feelings of failure come in and it's hard. Yeah, it's big to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. When just like you said, when creating a family, there is a. I don't want to say big risk involved, Mm -hmm. but it is a high stakes investment. Oh, absolutely. Um, There are so many different underlying details because even when we talk about our future, Mm -hmm. as far as a couple is concerned, your future is even uncertain because you feel like you're at this place called parked. And right. so right. in speaking of failure, you feel like the whole future or whole vision casting of what your five, 10 year goals are. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the conversations include children, but then it's like you have this one thing that you have no control of that's right. inhibiting you from getting there. Right. And like I say, you're a winner. So when you set well, up, thank to do you for things, saying that. Well, yeah, your winning season. Well, I'm gonna uh, tell. Well, I'm gonna tell you this because, and I'm gonna talk about this in a moment. But when you're having this one thing in your life that ain't, and I'll just talk about it now. So when you have this one thing in your life that ain't working, that is big, mm-hmm. it's huge. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're in park, you're in limbo, mm-hmm. you're like in neutral. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're questioning every aspect of your life. And intelligence can't get it. No. Grit can't get it. Even money. Uh, uh, Money can't get it. You know what I mean? And so most of the time when we face a hardship, Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a hard class and you're smart, well, you know, you don't have to do all of the work. Sometimes you can test your way out and do whatever it takes, you know, mentally to get you beyond mm-hmm. it. You know me, I'm all about grit. And mm-hmm. so it's with me, it's continuing to show up. I'm going to yeah. show up whether I'm tired, whether I'm exhausted, whether I'm frustrated, whether I'm irritated. I'm well. going to show up. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, and some people have money like they can lean on to be able to get them whatever they want to get. Yeah. But there's so many different avenues to help you win in most situations right. in life but none of them can force you to mm-hmm. to win at this. And right. so, yeah, I could understand why a lot of times naturally you do feel like a failure. Right. And even your faith comes into question. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like, yeah. am I failing in my faith? Yeah. Be, am I not believing 
mm-hmm. hard enough? Mm-hmm. Am I not seeking God long enough? Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a trick of the enemy to come in and make you feel that way as well. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that it's a question of your belief, yeah. your faith per se. Um, it's not that what yeah. it is, is that unfortunately it's something that or a that disease you, or that you've sinned in right. some way or, yeah, or you're erred in some way. There's something yeah. that you did in your past and God is upset with you. Cause yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, man, you know, it, am I getting payback, you know, from when I did X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And, and we I spent will... many a nights of me trying to convince you. Yeah. This is not how God works. Yeah. That's not how he works because he's a loving God. He is a sovereign, forgiving, gracious mm-hmm. God. And that's not how he works. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like we've always said. Now, he will have you wait. Yeah, but we, he is not giving you a penalty. Right. Because he he'll make you wait on everything from Jordan's to Xbox. Like whenever you want <laughs> something. To an Xbox? Yeah, whenever you want something, God develops a rigor in us. God develops a tenacity in us. Mm-hmm. He he will allow us to wait for some things, mm-hmm. but he won't deny you of something because right. You know, you were six year old and you don't want to share your Twinkie at lunch. Like that's not how God works. Right. Yeah. Or even like if you've had an abortion or whatever the case may be, he's not paying you back. And for the that. scripture tells us yeah. no good thing will he, he withhold. withhold from us. Yes, that's right. He's a good father. And so the reality is is that when you're in that bout of failure, you start thinking about all these things, mm-hmm. you know, and you you really have to process that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was really trying to um, come out of that because mm-hmm. it's that dark hole that mm-hmm. can, that rabbit hole you go down and it can lead you to some negative spaces of doubting yourself, doubting God, doubting your future. And these are real things that you think about, yeah. but I had to come to myself. And Now, now go I'm going to ask you this. When you say you felt like you were a failure, mm-hmm. who do you feel you were failing? Well, one, I felt myself. I felt like my body failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I wasn't able to do what I wasn't able to do. And then I felt like I was failing us. And I felt that it was um, not allowing us to have the family that we wanted. And I felt like I was failing you. It was just all those. So it was us, me, and you. It was all three of those areas. Just failure all around. Um, and that, for me, and I'm sure some others can attest in some way, that that's how it showed up. Mm. And it started to really make me question just life, my life, you mm-hmm. know, um, is this really for me? Are we really meant to have children? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to do anything that I felt was out of the will of God. I'm like, am I really pressing this? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not for us to have children, mm-hmm. you know, and I had to go through that and process that, pray about that. And then I would get a piece to like, yes, pursue. Right. And because to because then going. you get, you get concerned because we think about, um, was it the, the scripture of the woman with the unjust judge? who asked, 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 and then Mm -hmm. finally he gave it to her. Right. And so we hear certain things in church 
Or you right. keep on asking God for that new car. Right. You're going to get that new car and yeah. can't afford it. Keep yeah. on asking God for that new house. And see. You're going to finally say, yeah, you're going to struggle your way through it. And I'm not. Yeah. And no, no, no. That's not how I operate. Right. And that's not how we operate in our household is really about seeking God for us mm-hmm. to make sure this was the steps that we should take. Mm-hmm. Um, because the scripture also says, you know, God orders our steps. And right. so the reality for us was saying we desire to have children. And I'm a firm believer that God will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure as we're going down this road, um, especially in those moments of failure, um, and, and you're disappointed, you're heartbroken, you're angry, you're upset, um, you're just coming down on yourself. But then I wanted to really seek and ask is this what we should be doing? Yeah. And if not, give me a sign. Um, give me some peace to know that I can move forward in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, it was almost, and I know this is Easter weekend. It was like Jesus in the garden of, of Gethsemane, like, Lord, let this cup pass. Because mm-hmm. if it's not for me to have children, take, I was like, even take the desire away from me to have kids. The desire of sex? No, not uh, that. Uh, I'm talking about the desire <laughs> to have children. Because I wanted it so bad. The desire alone was just paining me. And I was just like in those moments that if it's not your will for me to have it, give me peace, settle me, help me to get through this, help me to find a way to cope. And some people um, find that peace to where they're able to stop and be okay and be fine with that. Bishop Willie James Campbell said that a single woman came up to him begging that god took the desire away he said desire for sex oh no he said i told that woman listen that's an immature prayer sure i'm not gonna pray that god take the <laughs> no. desire for sex away i'm afraid you keep yourself until your husband come along okay uh yeah <laughs> he said because you gonna want to have sex <laughs> absolutely that's a natural god-given desire <laughs> that was very immature i don't know why she would ask that but but that's the thing it was just taking minds was taking the desire to have a child because i was painting i wanted it so bad yeah it was like if i can't have it take it away from me but that desire was still flaming inside of me Mm. and i never had that peace to stop to say well we're just not gonna have kids and like i like i've said before god is so sovereign that he will not give us an appetite that he will not satiate Mm. he just doesn't operate like that God would not give us thirst and not give us water. Mm-hmm. He's a God that gives us what he created us a desire to have. And if he sees that it's something that he is not going to allow, he will give you peace in the fact that he won't allow it. Everything that I have desired in life, God has given it to me. Praise God. And It wasn't always when I wanted it, but he let me know that I'm not giving you this without giving you the ability to come out of it. Like, look at my career. Mm -hmm. I remember walking into that bank Mm -hmm. that we talk about on season one with that good insurance (laughs) and looking around at people that I knew would be there for years, Mm -hmm. but I always had a desire for more. Like it was clear. I'm not going to be here logging into this phone every day, all day. Like, this is just not the end of me. Right. And later on, 
you know, it's not the end of me. And so I think that there is always going to be a certain level of us that knows this right now is a temporary inconvenience in my life. This mm-hmm. is a temporary situation that I'm dealing with. This is a temporary test of my faith or trial of my faith. Mm-hmm. But something is going to happen. And I think when we really begin to embrace that mindset, Mm -hmm. we look at even the ups and the downs as God allowed trials. Mm -hmm. And when we look at it as God allowed trials, we can't stay in the space of I'm a failure Mm -hmm. because God allowed this to happen. This is something that God allowed for our bodies to go through, for our minds to go through, for our relationship to go through. And so you can't fail at something that God has set up for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just even want to encourage those that are stopping Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Stopping is not a failure. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who needs to hear it, but I'll say it again. Stopping is not a failure. And many people stop for various reasons like money exhaustion um even if they're not sure next steps and they're taking a pause Mm -hmm. and then they're praying and seeking direction reflecting regrouping stuff like that and the impacts on your relationship because this can be stressful initially in the relationship of um trying to conceive Mm -hmm. and then or even throughout the relationship because as those ups and downs and stuff that you have and then also um, you come to a piece that this is what we have decided to do. We're stopping. Mm-hmm. We're going to be childless. Um, we may adopt, we may foster or, you know, whatever, however you want to build your family and you're okay with that. And then for some people, health reasons, and that can be physical health or mental health right. um, because this plays on your mental health and maybe it's just emotionally just too much. And if you need to stop for whatever reason that it may be listed or not listed here, that's okay. And that's not a failure in itself. And I know we're saying this and you're probably like, oh, that's easier said than done. Mm. Um, But it's again, knowing that the situation is failing me. Mm -hmm. I'm not failing it because you're doing so much. I know you guys are doing so much Mm -hmm. to make this happen Mm -hmm. on many levels, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But again, it's not you. It's like how people say, it's not you. It's me. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the situation. It's Mm -hmm. not you. It's the situation Mm -hmm. that you're going through. And so now it's like, well, what do I do? How do I get through these feelings of failure? Mm. Okay. And so, like I said, for me, I had to realize, you know, those other things that I'm doing, everything I have to do, uh, everything possible. This is outside of me. Um, I'm giving all my time, energy and efforts. But then also prioritizing my spiritual health was number one. Yeah. And that's, you know, praying. And I know we all do this. This is like one of the things in life, one of those trials that you were talking about Mm -hmm. that we go through um, that had kept me at the feet at the throne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um praying and seeking god mm-hmm. over my life but we all don't do it i don't think you can just brush over that we what? all don't pray well yes i could see that i i was saying for me right for me but still even if you pray or don't pray yeah you're right you mm-hmm. we got to prioritize our yeah, spiritual because it's a christian podcast so yeah mm-hmm. your spiritual health is important and praying getting into the word of God Mm -hmm. and seeing what he says about you speaking and declaring over your life Mm 
and literally telling yourself those affirmations and, and building up yourself. I am not a failure. The situation is failing me. I am a winner. I am victorious. I am a conqueror. You mm-hmm. know, I will get through this. God will help me through, you know, speaking over yourself, my body is healed. And one thing that I have been speaking over myself this year, and I think with me even turning 40, I was just telling our friend uh, tonight. They, that, well, they, they, they yeah, know our friend. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was telling them tonight that, you know, now that I have turned 40, I do feel some kind of 40-ish stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> in my body. But I was speaking over my body um, from beginning of this year, just, you know, reminded myself that, you know, I will live and not die and declare right. the works of the Lord. My right. body is healed. I am victorious in the area of my health mm. and just speaking that. And I've been speaking that over myself. So sometimes you have to get you a scripture, mm. hold on to that and let that be your one. Mm-hmm. And when those feelings come up, you speak that mm. over yourself. And one scripture that stuck out to me was Psalms um, 73 and 26. It says, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Wow. You know, and because again, infertility is an illness and a, a disease. And so again, things don't always go as you would hope and we're speaking it and things happen, but that's still part of your faith of speaking over yourself, even when it doesn't seem like it is um, possible. Mm. And there is, you know, that darkness there. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it seems like it gets worse before it gets better, mm. you know, and speaking that over yourself. And then, you know, that mental health owning those emotions, trying to manage that. And um, yes, the spiritual part can help with the physical part of the emotional part. Um, But you may have to seek some professional help for that as Mm -hmm. well. If you're so buried into that failure to where you can't dig yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. God has put professionals here on earth um, to help with that. So we have to seek that as well. And then celebrate your small wins. Mm. And I don't and I don't even like to say small because I don't want to minimize a win um, because for some it, that may be big. Whatever that win is along that journey, mm-hmm. celebrate that Yeah. Um, because that can help with momentum and build self-esteem, even self-efficacy. Like, oh, like I know for me, when my periods start being regular, mm-hmm. um, going back to 2010, 9, 10, when they started getting um, regular for me of mm-hmm. going through those periods of really trying to figure out that PCOS stuff from 05 until that time. Um, that was huge. Mm. That was a win. And I celebrate that even to this day and just like, wow, you know, just having regular, you know, cycles without medication induced. Yeah, that's huge. So whatever those wins are, you have to celebrate that. That gives momentum. It helps you to see, okay, these are probably some believable moments in here. This giving Mm -hmm. me those um, rays of hope. And then prioritizing your relationship, Mm. because, again, your relationship suffers along this journey. Mm-hmm. And particularly, as I had mentioned earlier, when you were asking me about my failures and why I felt that way, if you feel that you're failing your spouse in the relationship because you can't do this. So you have to um, give yourself some TLC yeah. as well as your spouses, like this reciprocal TLC that you need for each other. Yeah. And um, if your spouse is in a moment of failure, 
don't beat a horse while they down. Don't put salt on the wound. <laughs> Build your spouse up. And I mean, we're saying that jokingly because mm-hmm. we're using those um, cliches there, but you're going to have to encourage your spouse. And I know some of us are better at that than others, but it's like, you're just taking that too personal. You just need to get over it. It's exhausting. Talk about it. Those sessions when we have to build that spouse up. I know you're talking about me. It's exhausting. Yes. Because we need it. You're our spouse in that moment. We need that. But if I ever felt like a failure, Mm -hmm. it was trying to bring you out of that failure mindset. My God. It's exhausting. Do you guys hear this right now? Like it is legitimately exhausting. Yes. I could see you saying that. I could see you saying that because it is tough when a person is in those deep feelings. Yeah. And you're trying to pull them out. And maybe we're not ready to come out as fast as you want us to. Let's own that. Because it's like, I didn't pray. I didn't cry with you. I didn't held you and all that. It's like, you're going to come up out of Lodabar. Yeah. <laughs> slow yeah. pace. And yeah. you're like, well, I'm not ready yet for me. Let me, I need to chew on this because you gotta let that person deal with it yeah but part of being your spouse is to know when you have gone low enough i could see that and when you have hung out in the bottom low enough it's like a scuba diver Mm. like i'm reading that tank and I see when that tank get ready get dangerously low uh-huh. and you're at a spot <laughs> to where it's time to start pulling up. And get some air. Right. I hear you. Right. And if you, you lose air, you know, sometimes persons start losing oxygen to the brain and they start fighting the person that's trying to help. My. Yeah. And huh. so then though, it's even a stronger wrestle to get you out of that. I can see that. And I hear what you're saying there. Um, Cause see you, 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 you were very, you are very deliberative, mm-hmm. very analytical, and so not only would you be dealing with the situation, yeah, then you're analyzing every, every spot mm-hmm. of the situation down to what the air conditioner was on on the way to the doctor's appointment, just like we talked about last week. Like, mm-hmm. you analyzing the draws and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it was too much. Yeah, and I see that. And that's something that I have to work through. Um, but in that, I appreciate you just being there. Yeah. Because what you did do was to help me come out of those low places. Yeah. And then... When and I, I had was, to learn that I couldn't fix every low place. You can't fix every low I place. I had to learn that sometimes I just had to kind of come down in that hole with you and just sit there. Yeah. And let me, you know, figure that out until I come to myself and encourage myself and say, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I was feeling that. Thank you for being there. Yeah. And particularly I'm talking about, especially those spouses that just disregard like you going it's whatever or add insult to injury they yeah. see you already dealing with this huge thing called infertility and be like and where the groceries at yeah or and, just yeah i figured you couldn't you know have kids or saying something very insulting yeah, related to yeah. the situation and that's male or female because women even with our men who have infertility issues we have to be delicate in how we and treat them just as we want you know, that TLC, we have to offer it to them as well. Mm-hmm. And so if you're saying something related to that, that can be very um, harmful to it. So I thank you even through your exhaustion, you this showing awesome. up 
and um, being there for me because, you know, you processed di- differently. You were able to take it like a champ, I suppose. But then I, and I would give myself credit to say that I did my best and is doing my best, even mm-hmm. as we have had these Absolutely. losses um, in between. It's not perfect, but I have now better coping strategies to sure. get through it and to sure. help me to realize that I'm not the failure. And like I said, is it a buzzkill? Is it deflating? Is it, you know, that sucker punch? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we have to feel it to heal it mm-hmm. and process it mm-hmm. and um, have our spouses there. Thank you mm-hmm. to get us through that. But yeah, so supporting each other through that. So we just wanted to take some time to encourage you today. Um, yeah. Because we're in the now second quarter of the year. Yeah. The first three months have left. Were you going to say something? I see you. Yeah. If before we let our people go. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. If failure is not an option, then what are some options oh, good. that we could have? What should we allow ourselves to feel if we're not going to allow ourselves to feel failure? Well, one thing that we can feel, one, when I was saying, remember that failure is not an option, is that I am not a failure. Mm -hmm. So looking at yourself in a more positive, instead of looking in that negative light to saying, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure, um, flipping that. Mm -hmm. And by making that switch of thinking more positive in a way of saying this situation is failing me, Mm -hmm. I'm not failing it, that can help you by switching that thought process to mm-hmm. feeling more um, hopeful or optimistic about it, changing the perspective of it that can lead to more positive um, emotions. Now mm-hmm. that takes, and even as I had started doing this, that takes practice. That takes, you know, times, multiple reiterations of it as you're mm-hmm. speaking over yourself, as you're praying over yourself, as you're getting to the word, getting around people who are encouraging you. Mm-hmm. The goal is to feel hope. The goal is to feel love and support it mm-hmm. from your spouse to know that you're loved from God to know that you know you can get through it to gain strength mm-hmm. you know coming mm-hmm. out of it shaking um those negative feelings off and not mm-hmm. being dismissive of it mm-hmm. knowing that okay this is what it is yeah. honoring that feeling and then managing coping through it in a better way yeah. and so for healthy coping mechanisms of that is looking and speaking life over yourself mm-hmm. looking and knowing that okay maybe this is the one time or multiple times that it's not going as i had anticipated and then thinking optimistically of saying well maybe the next time or whatever it may be um so finding those ways of thinking of yourself in a more positive light mm-hmm. and for me it was doing that shift of thinking that I am not a failure. Again, the situation has felt mean. And so that helped me to process that in a better way to have a healthier way of dealing with it instead of all of those um, self-loathing and stuff and that I was doing. What was your take on it? What other feelings were you? Well, I was just thinking that maybe there could be other emotions that are our true emotions Mm -hmm. that maybe we cheat ourselves and just call it failure. But maybe we feel tired. Yeah. Maybe we feel hurt. True. Maybe we feel disturbed. Mm -hmm. Maybe we feel unsupported. Yeah. Maybe we feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we take all of these smaller emotions and we compile them under an umbrella of something like failure or Mm -hmm. defeat. But if we give ourselves the justice 
of asking why do we feel like a failure Mm -hmm. or what are some of those emotions that are under that Mm -hmm. it allows us to seek out the appropriate help for Mm -hmm. that moment rather than just to sleep under the banner of i'm a failure yeah no and that's good because when you can home in on that like you said you can look at those other routes of how can I deal with this mm-hmm. and what is that underlining issue there? Yeah. Um, because it is, like I was saying earlier, it is some underlining issue of feeling defeated, mm-hmm. um, exhaustion, um, feeling that, you know, hopeless, helpless, loneliness, all those things. So I agree a hundred percent with that to really look at that and see what else is going on because you will get tired. As y'all yeah, know, this yeah. is a tedious journey. Yeah. It is and exhausting. Then, and then sometimes it, it may be hard, mm-hmm. but if you see maybe that there are things that you can control mm-hmm. and you're not controlling the things you can control, mm-hmm. we couple all of these things up in one basket together. Yeah. And then we go into even a deeper stupor. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that we can control. And if we could separate what we can control from That's what true. we can't control, work on what we can control. Right. And leave what we can't control to the one who can control everything. Oh, there you go. Then we can feel a whole lot better about ourselves. And what you're speaking on is locus of control. Hmm. Is that we have locus's place hmm. of control. So there's internal and external locus of control. So internal locus of control is what you can control inside of yourself. Hmm. That's our thoughts. That's our emotions, you know. And with that being said, that takes practice, knowing that you have the power internally to control that. And like you said, the one that can control it as believers, we have the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that helps us to do that in the God factor. Mm -hmm. External locus of control, those things are external outside of us that are beyond our control. Mm -hmm. But our internal locus of control can tackle those external factors. So I can't control what is happening outside of me, mm-hmm. but how I respond to it, mm. how I think, feel, and behave, I have control over that. That's my locus. That's my place of control mm-hmm. inside of me. So with God in us, we can control ourselves to a way and helping us get through having other coping mechanisms. So all that, voila, all that. But it takes practice, y'all. It does. We got to tap into our God power, we got to tap into the resources that he's provided us and be in tune with how we're feeling and what we need and communicate that, you know, I'll walk up to you today and just be like, I just need a hug. Mm. Can I have a hug? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, because there's just things that we need, but we can't um, assume that people, particularly our spouse, Mm -hmm. knows what we need if we don't communicate that. Um, to our spouse for the believer the fight is fixed mm. we will win mm-hmm. you 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 don't have to live under that banner of a failure because as believers we are victorious, victorious. we are victorious and god gives us power to get through that and that's why in the second quarter we wanted to just encourage you um to know that maybe the first quarter didn't go as you expected mm-hmm. and maybe you did have some wins But with that said, we want you to know that, again, you're not a failure. You're not your diagnosis. This is a part of your life, but this life, this part doesn't define you. It's part of your life story and you're not summarized by this portion of your life. So the enemy, the accuser, the brother, and he's going to come in and try to get you in that bout, in that low um, space to where things 
happen and it doesn't go as planned and those circumstances make you doubt yourself and you may want to feel like a failure and that you can't do anything right. And we sometimes overgeneralize that and we make it this big scheme, this bigger picture than what it is. And this is a big picture. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. This is your life. This is your family. This is something that you desperately want. But know that um, you are somebody Mm. that you have a lot to give. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a portion of your life. This isn't the end of your life. Mm -hmm. And with God's help, you can get through it. And so we pray that, you know, you take in the information that we discussed over the course of this episode and know that you're not a failure. You're not failing yourself. You're not failing your spouse. You're not failing God. You are enough. And with God's help, you will definitely get through it. So as always, like we say, love on each other, pray for each other and believe God for everything that is beyond your conception.